just trust me, okay? This is Michael, and tonight I'm here for the our very first business, stocks, and basically economy update, basically a touch point on all current relevant events that have to do with all of those areas of interest. So I brought in none other than the expert himself. Colin McDowell. How are you, sir? Dude, I love your your introductions of me. They make me sound a lot smarter and a lot cooler than what I am, so I appreciate it. I'm definitely not an expert in all things. Do not let him fool you. He knows so much. And I also have the fabulous Dr. Lizzo. Dr. Lizzo, and this is yes. Liz's straight segments. Yes! Production queen extraordinaire. Because Liz can't really comment on any LGBT-specific things. Well, this is true because we might get canceled and then also you know i guess the proper introduction for colin would be real estate mogul oh, colin mcdowell <laughs> it is get out of here real estate mogul to- token straight guy yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if i could be token though because token straight guys are probably not good out here you know anymore nowadays it's oh you're it's on this thing. show you're the token straight guy yeah. and have- so well and when cyrus is here so is he so why not <laughs> oh i mean yeah Iris, Cyrus would not. I can't qualify him as that. We're gonna. I think we're gonna end up having a monthly touch point with both of you for like just various other things that are going on in the world that don't necessarily (laughs) pertain to anything involved to fashion fingernails or. (laughs) I'm becoming like the Beetlejuice that was on that uh, then on Howard Stern back in the day. He would bring on every once in a while. Remember Beetlejuice? Sure. I'm becoming the Beetlejuice of y'all show right now. So let's start talking business. First item up, it's actually an article that you flagged. Mm -hmm. Ether rallies to all-time high above 2,200 ahead of Coinbase listing Berlin hard fork. So what have you got to say here, sir? I think a lot of people are sleeping on on the whole what you call uh, cryptocurrency. And I think they don't realize the applicability of Ether has a much wider range than Bitcoin. If you do your research, you'll realize that all of this stems from blockchain, right? It is a trackable measure that everybody can track every transaction, whether it be Bitcoin, Ethereum, Doge. It is completely 100%. Now, each one has its own application, right? And some mm-hmm. like Doge started off as like kind of a gimmick or, or a thing. But Ethereum is really something here that could be multiple application, really easy for people that are developers to create stuff on top of Ethereum other than currencies. So it is one of the most pliable things. I think that is Coinbase uh, Coinbase coming out Mm -hmm. actually just probably helped cryptocurrency legitimize because they've been around for a while. In fact, they own a lot of Bitcoin. So it's kind of... Well, that's what I was going to say. So to the normal layman that's out there going, what in the hell is all of this cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, all these things? Why should the everyday person start to take notice and get involved? There's a lot of implications here. And I was going to ask Colin about this. I mean, this involves, you know, with dollar bills, paper dollar bills, like actually hard currency you can touch. It's virtually not traceable. Right. So this means that every kind of cryptocurrency you can, if you have a certain amount in X account, you have a record of where it came from and, and what you've spent it on and all of that. I wonder in some certain state of the, you know, the mind, this is like the IRS should be like, I need, let's really think about this cryptocurrency thing. Just get rid of paper currency because 
we can push the buttons and do people's taxes and you just fill out a couple forms and we get our money. And and not to touch too much on a topic that's going to be coming up in a bit, but something else that they're saying that this also affects is obviously one of the positives would be that this should this is really going to, as people get more and more into digital versus actual paper trails with physical money, that it's going to be reducing the drug trade, like illegal drug trade, sex trafficking, all that kind of stuff, because now things are digital. Mm-hmm. So do you think that that's something that's actually true, or what are your thoughts? I think there are definitely studies that would show you that it is because they can track every measure of this. That's right. Like what you were talking about, I think when you're looking at the traceability of every single transaction, every single one. Which is crazy to think about, It's but it's true. It does offer that. But I mean, go yeah, ahead. Just imagine, you know, in a lot of businesses uh, that are cash-based businesses, if you get paid in cash... A lot of times, if especially if it's an employee-owned business, the the guy that's doing the work is actually the owner. I'll just put this in my pocket and just not ever write it down for anything. Right. You know, it, that's a common practice in a lot of those kind of businesses. So, right. Well, uh, that eliminates that. That means the IRS is gonna could potentially have a windfall of new revenue. <laughs> right. Well, but I think you know again because. To your point, why paper versus this, whatnot. Paper is easily manipulated, period. Because when you can look at it, like in just that short bit, also the IRS, as we know, can just go ahead. The Federal Reserve can print more cash. Does it mean we have more assets or do are we just printing a piece of paper to give it to somebody? The other side of that coin is to look at, okay, if I'm... I'm a waiter or waitress, right? There's plenty of restaurants. I was literally heading to that direction, too. For years... They have gotten a small stipend, right? Depending on state, it could be two, three bucks an hour. Exactly, and two oh one an hour, right? And then you're getting, then you're getting the tips. Yep. What do most of them do? They pocket the tips, and you do not claim anything with the IRS. Right. And they're right. taking bulk of their income is coming from the tips. Exactly. Yep. So what actually ends up happening in the inverse of that, when you kind of flip it around, is that gives a sense of control. Even though the IRS and it may not be getting their fair share. Right. Let's think about this. That person isn't ever going to get credit. You know, to buy a house because right. they're making no. two dollars and some odd cents an hour, yep. and they're not claiming anything else. You know, I know someone that, that actually is in the process of trying to like get their credit together, and one of the things that all a lot of the creditors have looked at, as well as her potential to maybe even buy a house, is that big square that says tips. And she's like, right, but that's also in addition to – now, she works at a country club, so she's getting $15 an hour in addition to tips. Right. But even that isn't justifiable enough because they're like, yeah, but you still have this huge chunk that outweighs the $15 an hour that says tips. So that doesn't count. We're not counting that as part of what you make. No, I mean, just – I mean, I was reading something the other day. I mean, if you realize the media, like the middle class income for just a single family, like just two people, like just say a couple in okay. Virginia – goes from what does it actually got in my phone give me a minute i took it well while you're looking at that bitcoin on tuesday jumped to an all-time high above sixty-three thousand on excitement ahead of coinbase's nasdaq listing cryptocurrency bulls view that this as a milestone for the digital currency ecosystem just like you were talking Mm. about so like we're looking at major landmarks that are going on now in this new development in the stock 
Well, it's no more speculation. Like everything goes for, through its early infancy, right? And anything that we do, where right. kind of people are not adopting it, they understand it. They'll read it. They'll they'll kind of talk to their friends, see if it's good, right? Just like Netflix. When Netflix right. was first sending in DVDs, yes. you were like, "Hold on, how is this? Yep. Am, can I keep it? Am I going to get charged?" Like people had a lot of questions uh-huh. that eventually, as they realized it was so easy and it right. was convenient. It became a, a practical use that then got absorbed by most people and got adopted by most people. Agreed. Same thing is taking place here mm-hmm. is that it's been around. Bitcoin's been around for a little bit. I mean, you can say you've seen it go up at ultimate highs and go down at ultimate lows, but it's now started to relatively stabilize. And with more countries hopping on board and different digital currencies happening, I think that Again, we are we're going into a future digital wave that I don't think we even realize where we're going. The internet was just the start. Right. right? Virtual, Absolutely. Virtual reality hadn't even been fully tapped into yet in the way that we can utilize that. There are so many aspects that digital look at an NFT, right? What's an NFT? It's built off of cryptocurrency. Uh-huh. And you could go And sell. all of this is new. Right. But but let's think about this. You're but an you artist. Can sell an, you can sell an image and you can sell it online versus having to market a piece of, of like what I'll call real art, i.e. it takes electrons, protons, and neutrons, not just electrons to create. Right. Well, but then you own it, right? Uh-huh. Whole, and, and you've got a track of that and you've ownership. Got a, and you've got a traceability right. number on that as well. And then you go ahead and you take, you're an artist, right? You take a picture of that artwork, you put it up, it's your NFT, you create the NFT, you get paid on that when you sell it. Say the next person sells it, you still get paid. You were the creator of that NFT. Right, and you can create. There's a lot of legal ambiguities with uh, with NFTs that you can license them in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. I listened to something on it, and it's just crazy how what the reporter actually created an NFT for the story he was writing on NFTs. But it is. It's insane where you're seeing the development of different offshoots of the blockchain. Right, and again, it goes back to blockchain. I think we get focused, hyper focused, whether it's Ethereum or or Bitcoin. We go with the popular things, but we don't realize the underlying technology that provides that is blockchain, mm-hmm. and it is such a multi use application. It's Let me insane. ask you a question, Colin. Do you think that there'll be a day when cryptocurrency outweighs the dollar, and and the dollar becomes a thing of the past? That's exactly what I was getting at too, because apparently that's what we're looking at is that. Another speculation out there in the world of everybody who's suspicious of the government and basically all governments is going on that there's a conspiracy theory that money is going to all have a resurgence, but it's all going to be with a digital tracking device with it. So that way now you can digitally track all paper currency as well as all digital. So who knows what's and what coming. kind of constitutional <laughs> issues does this have right? because of, of invasion of privacy? Uh, because anybody can trace where digital currency has been. There's certain digital currencies that are traceable. Right. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you use your debit card, you use your credit card. You can yeah. already track it. You have a check, uh, even a cashier's check. You could tell when somebody's yes, cash. I know you're using your cash uh-huh. derivative, right? So when when you're looking at this whole thing, it is. I believe it could happen because younger people do not want an intermediary third party. Like, yeah. let's think about it, Gen, you know, millennials, Gen Zs, people coming behind, they want freedom in a way we don't talk about freedom. Okay. Right? Freedom in ways that where we could say, hey, 
I could go to you and I want I want your your headphones and I want this mic. Okay. Why do I got to go to the bank and go get cash when I can literally and sit right here and I can for a bank because correct. you don't need, you don't need because you can hold it in the internet itself. Well, and you, you know you've noticed already that banks are starting brick and mortar banks are starting to become a thing of the past as well. well yeah, they they should be because you can take a picture of a check even yes. and, and deposit it. And I do that all the time. I don't well, have to like to walk to the bank. I mean, <laughs> right. for years now, Bank of America has had their own filing for their own cryptocurrency. Why would a bank do that when they make all their money off of what you deposit and they keep in there in interest rates, right? What they sell hedging as notes. Right. You're hedging your bet. But you also know that you cannot avoid, like we were talking in the car, you can't avoid the power of people. People mm-hmm. decide what is it. Like TiVo, everybody thought TiVo was the greatest thing oh my since sliced right. bread, right? Yep. Because you can skip the commercials, you can move all yep. that. Now where are we? We're in a streaming. We don't need a TiVo. We don't need a TiVo. We, nope. And we don't need the commercials because Netflix doesn't have commercials. Nope. Hulu, uh-huh. you could pay for an ad-free service yep. and not have it. Every time. HBO yeah. Max, nothing. Disney, nothing. What are you getting? When was the last time I watched a commercial when I was watching sports on TV? Well, right. speaking of commercials, we're going to go ahead and take a break to give time for a commercial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So we were down the rabbit hole that is known as cryptocurrency. So with that in mind, what are your final thoughts with cryptocurrency and where it's headed? Is this something that everybody needs to wake up and realize this is a reality? Bitcoin is not going away. I think all you have to do is watch a movie or read the book called Ready Player One. I think we are going to transform, and it's been written, that we will go to a completely digital society. It makes sense. And I think you'll be able to interact with people in virtual reality like we are right here, like you're in the room. Like we are in the pandemic, yeah. We've learned how to interact with people on Zoom, and and so we're going to interact digitally with money that... Well, one of the biggest things that companies have seen is they don't necessarily need actual office space anymore you can work from home and i think in some cases too they're like and if you can't handle the responsibility of self-delegating then you don't need to work for us so that's a little bit exactly you know i've been been living in that world of working at home since 2009 and i mean it's a different day Hmm. it's a more productive day because i could tell when i would go into the office when i went to an office uh that I needed to get out of the office to get some work done <laughs> because of the interruptions, yes. the constant yes. interruptions by your colleagues and, this is true. and all that and not having, and my day was shorter in an office too, because I had to get there, you know, and I start my day, you know, at seven o'clock in the morning looking at email before I'm even awake while I'm making coffee. Right. And my day goes longer now i take longer breaks but that's better for me i think than than well the europeans have always had one up on us in that they're constantly giving like all these extended vacations manipulating how often people are actually needed in an office because they think that you do need more time away from the office in order to be more productive whereas it seems to be american culture that we're going to work you to death and Mm -hmm. then we're just going to hope that you're still productive well, I mean, think about this from the aspect, again, what we were just talking about a minute ago is freedom. Yep. Freedom is looking a whole lot different. We realize, like, 
office culture as good as you can make it. You could be Disney, you could be yep. whatever, and you can oh, yeah, create Google an awesome. You yep. can do all of that, but in the end of the day, what does it feel like? You're trapped. Yeah, yeah. Where? What if? What if in this very moment you're at Google and you say, you know what? I need to go run out and go check check on my kids. I need to go check on my dog. I need to go do that. Oh, Google will send somebody for you. But is that the same thing as you doing it? No. You feel trapped. Right. Like you've got to be there still to work. No Absolutely. matter how glittery, yeah. glamoury they make it. We want freedom in a different way. We we are really, especially with COVID, realizing it's, you got to, life is short. Life is very short. And I mean, my my company that I work for, which is a small software company, has an office and they're looking to possibly downsize it because this new model that they didn't think would really work, especially because of the software and the co- in the you know working as a team, they would they didn't expect it to work this well, and it works great because people just will let's spawn up a meeting like instantly. Yes, we, we, and you just have to have at least the top half covered in proper clothing for oh, yeah, office so attire. I, I, I literally <laughs> right. have to put my face on earlier if I want to be. Not looking like. Okay, well, not everyone takes seven hours to get their face together, Liz. I don't take seven hours. I take, like, <laughs> and a bucket of bronzer. Minutes. And a bucket but of bronzer. <laughs> what I was going to say was, did you did you find the amount that you were looking for as far as um, oh, yeah. there was the average um, income? Oh, yeah. Because the next thing that we were going to go ahead and move on to while you're looking that up was the next topic why there's a flood of new stock market investors. So did you find the number? Yep, found the number. Okay. All right, so in, this is just in Virginia. Okay. For a two family of two, the average range, now keeping in mind, this is the whole state it covers. So you've got places like Charlottesville, and Alexandria, that have a lot yeah. more money, and you have places out towards the mountains. That, you Portsmouth. Know, they, not towards <laughs> oh, the mountains. You're, oh, towards the mountains. <laughs> so I was going to say, oh, Portsmouth also doesn't have yeah. a lot of money. You have but like out in Am, Amethyst, or what is it? Amherst County. Amherst, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Daylax. Dinwiddie. Yeah. So you look at medium income range for two, right, for a middle class lifestyle. 51,000 is the low bar. For two people? For two people combined, right? And the upper threshold of that is 152. So say you're in Alexandria, to be a two-person family, middle class, in that area would be about 152,000. But you're using the word family, so that means that's the assumption that those people also have kids, right? No, this is just two people at by minimum. count. Oh, okay, is, okay. And then they have three for three, a family of three, right? One kid, okay, two, yeah, however you okay. want to do it, is going to be fifty nine thousand is low bar than one hundred seventy seven at a high bar. Right, and I and Alexandria, wow. I, 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 having knowing knowing the uh, Northern Virginia area, that number is low. Right, oh. that number is low. Well, then you got the family of four; it goes seventy to two hundred nine. Yeah. So now think about this for a minute, though. Go back to what we were saying a second ago: fifteen dollars an hour plus tips for that waitress. You ain't even getting to that fifty-one thousand. No, no, not uh-huh. nearly. Even on that low scale, yeah, yeah it's, 20, it's twenty-five dollars an hour to get to about fifty thousand dollars a year. That is insane to me. Yes, that is insane. I, I didn't realize the numbers were that low for two people. Um, next up, why there's a flood of new stock market investors. So, what's your take there? Um, again, generationally, millennials were the first ones to really start pumping this. Um, passive income Mm -hmm. and you realize investing is important you've learned it but you kind of looked at the 401ks that your parents did and the boomers and stuff like that and those were your easy solutions now you realize with advent of you know robin hood where you can trade right on and day trading and people realizing with youtube and all this stuff coming into play 
you could make some passive money if you learn stocks. And you're going to have a lot of people now that have been sitting at home for the last year getting money and stimulus checks or still working or not. And they're looking to expand their lifestyle. So what are they doing? They're watching the stock market dip. They're watching it go up. They're watching Bitcoin fly. They can make a ton of money sitting at home. Yes, absolutely. Well, and it says here too from Charles Schwab, it's showing that the average age is younger at about age 35 versus 48 for existing investors in the survey, but a third are Gen X or above. So Uh it's looking a lot different than it used to. And people are starting to take notice. And you, you have people that don't have the families uh, that, you know, you associate, you have to spend money on it. So you have more like individual wealth. For example, back when I was a man <laughs> uh, in the 90s. You heard it here first. In the 90s, uh, when I was single, I did day trading a lot. I was good at it. And that's because I had, I had a TV in my office, number one, that had Bloomberg on it or whatever. The, the, and I watched it and I, and I was good at doing it. I don't have the time nor the resources nor... The, and this is money that I knew. This is like going to the track money. I could blow it, have a good time, and be done with it. Hmm. It was gambling money. This and, is crazy, though. So it's showing that uh, 2020 retail investors were net buying about six billion worth of U.S. stock a month. Now it's 27 billion a month. That's insane. Well, people are seeing it as the opportunity, but you also have to go back, track back to 08 when the the bottom fell out in the real estate market and the financial sector and the banks and, and AIG, right? These insurance companies were right. too large to fail. You watched a lot of people's personal <coughs> savings, retirement get decimated. Yes, you did. Decimated. And so now they see an opportunity, right? In another negative situation to where they can capitalize and, and maybe come back from that, especially if you're older, like you said, right. you know, it's older than, than Xers as well that are making up a third of that that's absolutely makes sense they're making up for that loss that they got back in the 08 but don't you think old wow. sc- old school classic traders that you're like you're talking mm-hmm. about the upper echelon age-wise of mm-hmm. traders are having to rethink the way that they're trading as well because the market is so different now well yeah because obviously the stock market no longer indicates what the values truly are of a company or right. not i mean for instance you look at you know uh, tesla tesla is an idea, and we were talking about this in the car, Liz and I. It, it is a company founded on an idea from a genius yes, guy, yes. and he has done some magnificent things with it. But it is not a company that outsells Ford and no. GM combined. No, 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 you know, and so to that nature, it doesn't value the way that it used to value. Now, what you're doing is you're valuing based on the idea. Do you like that company? Do you see the future of that company? Well, and they a lot of marketing dollars, yeah. heavy saturation of marketing because. Everybody, it went from nobody knew what that was and just saw these weird cars to everyone knows what they are. Can't afford them, but they seem to be everywhere. But you know, he did figure out a problem. How do you take an electric battery that had no, had no change, nothing in over 80 years, I think at that point, there had been nothing that changed in the and makeup of it. batteries. But then he configured it in a way that it would charge and be recharged for two to 300 miles at a single trip. Right. That was unusual. That was the tech. It wasn't all the other stuff. Right. Making a car, there's a, a thousand yeah. examples right. you kind of re-reverse <laughs> right. engineer. Right. Yeah. But the battery problem, he solved. And the batteries are, I mean, in every sort of, any kind of technology, wireless technology, the battery life is the problem. Yep. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Please, I want money. That's what I want. 
Welcome back. So down another rabbit hole known as Tesla, mm. we were just talking about how these companies are not necessarily selling the product that's selling the most. They're just selling the idea that excites people the most. So what else did you want to touch on with that before we move on to the next article? Well, to the point of the way the stock market used to be versus the way it is now, again, we kind of were just talking off air. You end up having you know, the old form of valuation was done off P&Ls and what you were doing on a quarterly basis, right? Mm-hmm. So what did you end up coming out with? What debts did you have? And they would rate your company based on the strength of that and then the projection they felt you were going to have in the year go. Businesses do it on yeah. a singular level all day. The stock Quantifiable market is, evidence. Right. You're using the data, and, and that's where you're going on the strength. Now, nope. and again, there is no data to say <laughs> right. Tesla is outselling everybody nope. else. It doesn't work that way. It's just, yes. It's and, and, then, and then companies, they, they used to look at exactly what Colin was saying, the profit and loss sheet. And, you know, you've got a certain X, you know, you know 2X, 3X, uh, what your profit and loss was. But companies now are reinvesting in so much of their of their profit back into the company, mm-hmm. a la Tesla, mm-hmm. a la you, that you can't value that anymore like that. Amazon's doing the same thing, and actually Tesla's kind of like got two other companies running at the same time. When you really think about it, that came off of Tesla. Okay, he's got the SpaceX rockets oh, that oh, money yes, is coming off right, of that, which right. now has a deal with NASA to provide those rockets, right? And then he has the uh, Boring Company for the under underwater or underground transport system, and then he's trying to develop a whole new battery right now, which he calls the Million Mile Battery. Yeah, right. and and battery technology. We're always going to need batteries. We constantly need them for the vapes, for our phones, for everything. <laughs> we want to be mobile. Don't mess with her vape battery. Yeah. <laughs> you get cut. That's right. On yeah. to on to our next article. Amazon, and this had come up, and I remembered seeing this, and apparently they beat it. Amazon beat back a union, but questions about the role of technology at work remain. So, what was your reason for flagging this article? What are your thoughts here? I think because there's a lot of chatter on the internet whether like that was the right thing for Amazon to do or not. And I think we have to go back to what's simple about understanding Amazon start as a book company and smart, slowly but surely, has poured those profits in, expanded their business, their footprint globally. Right. Right. They have created tons of jobs, but some of these jobs that they have created are going to be useless with the advent of technology. So even if you have a job temporarily now, in the future, you're not going to need it with the way they have set up their infrastructure. They've been buying foreclosed malls across America, super Kmart's that went out of business to create warehouses to get you business within a day than test piloting drones to deliver instead of people. Well, that's the biggest right? thing I was going to touch on, too. They have notoriously opened grocery stores that have no people inside. You yeah. walk in, your phone pops on, it activates, you go, you purchase, you pick up, rather, all the stuff, mm-hmm. and as you leave, it's figured out what you've put in your basket, mm-hmm. and nobody has even come in contact with you. No. Yes. It's- and, I, and I think in the pandemic world, people like that. I don't... Like well, that. this is kind of true, too. I go to all these, and the worst thing about all these is the damn line. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I'd just love to be able to walk out with what I had and not have to go through that. But it is scary because it's just like what happens over at all self-checkouts. It's like, okay, so you're having to stand in line and do all the work, but they are basically shorthand hiring you to do your own checkout. Yeah. Well, but how much time have you wasted in a line because they have three people only to bar the registers on a yes. certain day? And you are so angry by the time you leave because somebody up front had to give every coupon under the sun yes, yes. that wasted your time. And now you're sitting here like, why don't they hire more people? 
because they're going to get rid of those jobs yep. because mm-hmm. you can't pay 15 20 25 30 dollars an hour for somebody to ring the register it is a skill set that you could teach to a child and it's taught to a child. Yep. Fisher Price will sell them to you. Yes, you could, yes. you could do it. You see what I'm saying? So Take I think your kids to the we, children's, mu- children's museum. We we have to elevate our train of thought to stop looking at it through a simple lens and saying, "Well, Amazon's the big behemoth. They did this, and and they shouldn't do it." And I saw a lot of negative feedback, but I think people need to get smarter. So I'd rather say, "Think smart. Get a skill set because." You need a skill set that's going to be for the future, whether it's coding, whether it's creating NFTs, whether it's understanding. You need whether it's this. This is a skill set. You are creating content correct, right. for people. And if they like your content, they're going to listen and right. you're going to get paid. And we appreciate all of you listening right now. So but it's we want different content. We were tired. Think about years before when the television was first created. How many channels did you we have? We had three channels. Yeah, three. Four now we got a PBS. Right. Now, but then think about content. Did the content speak to every single individual and did every single individual like it? No, now you can go cultural. Netflix has, my wife watches every Korean soap opera there is. Yeah, every one yeah, yeah, with yeah. the subtitles. Like, I can't understand. I, I'm literally reading it as it, she watches it, right? Yeah. But it's some cool stuff and you would have never even known nope. without technology. And so exactly. technology is going to change all of it. Well, the biggest thing that's going on too is that it's talking about that. Uh, 37 labor charges have been filed against the company since the pandemic began. That's three to six times the number in previous years. And then it's also hitting on the fact that Amazon just they just got found this by the Labor Relations Board. Amazon had illegally fired two tech workers who had publicly pushed the company to do more to address climate change and improve safety in warehouses. The other thing at hand that they're getting flagged for is apparently, or rather getting accused of, is that the cameras, the technology within all Amazon facilities, they were using it to illegally hear and listen in on conversations about what was going to be going on with said labor force trying to join together and unionize. And apparently, I guess nobody thought, Maybe we should meet not at work. Yeah. So <laughs> well, it's kind of not their fault. But you said, was the number 37? Yes. 37 total cases. Thirty And 37 is nothing compared to the size of Amazon. The, I mean, there you go. the behemoth that yeah, is let's Amazon. Pay them all $3 million. I'm going to tell you this a blanket that I ordered t- uh, three weeks ago just got here yesterday. I'm okay with the drone dropping it off. <laughs> but, but to your point, you see, we don't, that, that article, will get people spun up. That's why I saw yep. negativity. 37 out of the entirety of their... their stuff. Yep. That's like... We need to remember and that And you saw adage. only two charges. Just two charges. Well, but as we... We got to remember that old adage because this is very true. You can't go around and kind of say, well, I know 100% I'm right, but then five other people in the room say you're completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm the wrong one. 37... Versus however many other people. I mean, I don't Correct. even know. 11,000 plus, at least 21,000 people work for Amazon. Oh, there's got to be more than that. Oh, easy. Yeah. I don't even know the number. But if you look it up, it's going to be disastrous for those 37 yeah. individuals. You were the ones trying to game something. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that you got caught up, and now it's becoming a narrative. And I mean, come on. Ever since that old yeah. lady got you know coffee spilt on her from McDonald's, yes. we've been a Sue yes. Happy Society. Let's, oh, my God, didn't say hot. Well, didn't you know coffee was supposed to be hot? There was no iced coffee Correct. from McDonald's back then. Not that. On, like some of the states are more, are more that they happen in are more plaintiff centric as far as those kind of suits. Some of them, and you know, you'll see these cases getting tested in in really point you know plaintiff centric type 
states. So mm. it's it would be interesting to see what states they were in. That, that absolutely would be interesting to know. That. <laughs> well, I'm I'm down for that. Absolutely. Well, I'm curious. I will when we go on this next break. I'll take a look and see how many employees they have because just to note, just Newport News Shipbuilding alone, just one of the shipyards, which is one of the biggest shipyards in the country, if not world, only employs I think about twenty thousand at the most. I think right now they're down to about fifteen or sixteen thousand. Mm-hmm. Amazon has got to be much higher than that. Oh so. well, Sprint and Sprint just by itself was thirty thousand employees when I was there. So. Right. So to give an idea of it, I mean, that's a lot of people. And like you said, 37. <laughs> I mean, we got to use logic and common sense and not emotion when we're thinking about news articles, because that's a form of manipulation. It's going to get a, people spun up. A, Don't be a, manipulated. Just listen to us and just trust me. OK, we'll be back with our next segment. Stay tuned. That's the way you do it. Do it. Get your money for nothing. Get your chicks. 